Hey guys, Jared here. Before we get into the show, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, ArmyFlashcards.com. Uh, they're giving it sponsor for us today, and we're here to tell you about ArmyFlashcards.com before we get into the show. Uh, ArmyFlashcards.com is a good place for you to go to help get your anybody that you know is going into the military, perhaps uh, they start boot camp or they're thinking about it. Uh, this is a good way for them to learn tactics, hand signals, symbols, all the things that they're going to need to to get through their basic training. Um, and it's something that was developed by someone of the armed forces to help people learn what they need to to be able to excel in the armed forces. So go ahead and visit armyflashcards.com. Uh, at the moment right now, if you get two items, you actually get an audiobook for free. So go ahead, check out that armyflashcards.com, guys, and onward with the oddcast. Destiny is Welcome to What an Oddcast. I'm Jerry Bittekheim. That's Anthony Denny and Jeremy, the soldier, of course. Thank you for your fucking service. <laughs> it's never going to get old. <laughs> <sighs> to catch everyone else up, we were actually recording and then everything kind of went black uh, because of a technical malfunction. So we're restarting. So bear with us. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like that opening intro was so gold. I know I'm I'm very I'm I'm very upsetty spaghetti. Um, but with that, thank you to uh, ArmyFlashcards.com for sponsoring today's episode because, of course, we love that you're sponsoring us. Uh, and you can hear them at the beginning. Uh, what they're all about. So check them out, please, because uh, you know our first sponsor. We want to look good. So. Last we left off, we had the four original zombie characters, Nikolai, Dempsey, Takio, and the insane and cruel Richthofen, traveling to oh, the yeah. facility in the future of 1963, uh, which in Black Ops 1 is the map Kino Dratoten. Uh, they fight off hordes, they find a lunar lander. If you don't know what that is, please just go fucking look it up, because I felt like <laughs> a fucking idiot when I was going to put in what it was, and I'm like, no, everybody should know what this is. If they don't, then what do you do it? So, uh, but they fly off to the Ascension facility, uh, and that's where we had left off. Uh, with that, I did want—I do want to clarify that whenever I say Ultimus, I mean these four characters, because in this timeline, that is what they are classified as. And again, once again, I have to say, first off, just want to say who the actual fuck. Flew and landed the lunar lander there, but didn't use it to escape. And Anthony, what have we come to the conclusion on that? That it's that they uh, 
Horror movie logic. It's horror movie logic. Just there's something scary happening, and instead of using the thing that could easily get you to safety, you fucking run into a building and die. It's fucking <laughs> horror movie logic. It's, it's just stupid. Oh, there's zombies coming from the, off the outside. Let's go onto the inside and be safe and board up the windows. <laughs> they can't possibly take them down. Yeah, there's no way we'll ever not survive. <clears throat> so, we get in the time machine... We set the time back a few short weeks in time before our group arrives at the Ascension facility. We now, it, need the time warp. We're not, gonna, we're, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not, not going to do this. With the hop to the left. <sighs> God damn it. Cut him off. <laughs> I rolled in something really hard and pointy. Ow. That really hurt. <laughs> so did everybody else karma. in prison. So now, if you remember, uh, and if you haven't, go back and listen to parts two and one to understand what we're talking about here anyway. But if you remember, Rick Tillman had lost his diary in the confusion and the time jumped to Kino from the DeReese facility. Uh, and the Russians found it. Because, I mean, you know, why wouldn't they? So, the Ascension facility is built by Russian scientist Yuri Savowski. Uh, who's been reading the diary, and of course, it's filled with all the secrets of Element 115 and the Agartha knowledge Rick Tobin had accumulated and acquired over his research years. Which obviously is very fucking bad, and you shouldn't fucking read it. It's like picking up the uh, the Necron- uh, Necronomicon and just being like, I'm gonna read a passage. No, because you're gonna release a fucking demon. You don't do that. Do not. That's such a, no offense, but that's such a white person thing. Don't read from this book or else terrible things will happen. Well, oh I yeah. Read from this book. If it was only white people doing that, then explain Leprechaun back in the hood. I don't know. I've never seen that one or the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh yeah. But well, just to let you know, uh, leprechauns are Irish, so white people problems. So the white people is harassing the black people. Oh yeah. Well, explain. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele's Us or Get Out. White people. You know what? I think you're just racist. Yeah, I think he's just racist too. (laughs) I mean, he did shoot me in the back at close range with a paintball gun. No, that wasn't. That had no racism behind (laughs) it. That's just because Uh, you were one on the back. (laughs) Hey, I was the only brown person in our friends group. It would have had to have been a white person. Just because you're my spicy little habanero. Just calm down. All right, thank you, Myth. Thank you, my, uh, I don't know, dusting of powdered sugar? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> what, how does your fiancé deal with you at this point? Like, She normally rolls her eyes. Like, she's white, too. Like, I feel so bad for her at this point. Like, she comes up with, like, a cute little nickname, like I just did, and then you're just like, uh, uh, yeah, something white. Uh, powdered well, sugar, n- why not? Norm- <laughs> normally... Is we don't we're not really complimenting each other's race. Wow. What kind of relationship do you know? <laughs> no one never, never mind. Wow. So uh, let's just move on. <laughs> so uh so yeah, so Yuri's been reading this and establishing the Ascension facility with the Ascension Research Group. Uh what are they doing at this research facility? Well we're gonna get into that. Uh, because of the knowledge and the contents of that fucking diary, as I said, it's like reading the uh, Necro, uh, Necro Comic Con. You just, you don't <clears throat> fucking do it. You don't do it. 
Because as soon as he does, Samantha has a, a, a basically a link to someone back on Earth, and she immediately corrupts his fucking mind and tricks his poor colleague, Dr. Gersh, into activating Project Mercury. Isn't that lovely? What? What is Project Mercury? Thanks, totally not rehearsed, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's Project Mercury, you ask? I got it this time. <laughs> so that, my friends, is the Gersh device—a literal, a literal black hole device. Uh, in the game, you throw it down, makes a mini black hole, sucks zombies in, kills them. Can only get it from the mystery box on the Ascension map or Moon. So if you play the games, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, but it sucks zombies in, kills them instantly. Uh, or if you happen to walk through it, it'll just teleport you away somewhere safe. So it's a very helpful little thing. Um, I will say, uh, added note here, is that uh, there have been plenty of times I played Ascension or Moon, and somebody threw that down, and somebody who was down decided, I'm just going to go away from all the groups of zombies, and they teleport <laughs> away and die, because <laughs> we can't get to them. <laughs> so definitely not the first time I've seen that go horribly fucking wrong. Um, so... Uh, now when Gersh activates this device, <clears throat> this is where things get pretty fucky. Samantha begins to travel through from moon back to earth. So she has more influence with her undead plague. Gersh is pulled in and obliterated immediately, but his soul ends up being trapped in what is known as the Casimir mechanism. Yuri's absorbed and sent to the Pentagon, which we'll get to in a minute of why he's there. It's, or it's maybe five minutes. Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Before we do that, let's explain real quick that the Casimir device is essentially a giant teleporter. It's based off the Casimir effect. Or if you're Anthony, you look up Casimir, and it immediately tells you what you meant because you're a retard. <laughs> I. It was funny, and I feel like it's not so funny when you have to explain it. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, but it definitely was, because Anthony immediately was like, oh, the Casimir effect. Let me look that up. Oh, Casimir. Oh. It, it, yeah, it didn't even... Thing. Google doesn't fuck around. Yeah, no. Google's immediately like, oh, is this what you mean, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a bit complicated to explain. Uh, the simplest way is just two metal, uh, metal polarized plates that, in theory, create a pocket of space and time, allowing for faster-than-light travel. So a giant teleporter, uh, just not as inaccurate as the one that they had originally made. Uh, these are the kinds of things they were making at the Ascension facility. Uh, now Dempsey makes a remark on this, uh, cursing Gersh as they f as they're going to free him because he knows he remembers that that's what they used to transfer him, Takio, and Nikolai uh, to Siberia, where Rick Tomin had experimented on them. Uh, this is where they start to get their memory back of what happened to them. Uh, he remembers that that's what we used uh, to cause all of this bullshit to him. Now, Ultimus arrives at the Ascension facility those next few weeks after, on November 6th, 1963. The outbreak of the undead emerges immediately just due to Samantha's presence being there, uh, and Gersh begs the group to free him out of the Casimir mechanism. In the game itself, this is the entire Easter egg of the map. It's very tedious and a pain in the fucking ass. Just like any fucking Easter egg. Uh, but the whole time, Gersh keeps telling you to hurry. You must hurry. She's coming. 
uh, meaning that Samantha is using the mechanism and the rift created from it uh, to reach Earth and cause chaos. You know, I was going to make a joke, but then I remember Samantha was like nine. <clears throat> what are you going to talk about? How you just want to get up in there and just... No, no, no. I was oh, going to make a coming oh. joke, but she's nine. <laughs> I mean, she's nine in body, but and by this in, time she's technically age. 20 years old. <laughs> I don't give a damn about your anime logic. Oh, yes, I'm 100 years old, but I have the body of a 12-year-old, so it's okay if we have sex. No, it's weird. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, because she gets trapped in the pyramid on the moon in 1945, but this is 1963, and then even further into the future, it's like 2025 or some shit. So, I mean... Didn't you say that Garthen lives outside of reality, of time? Yeah, Agartha does, yeah. So, no, she's she's nine. I don't give a damn. <laughs> no, Anthony. Does she have a body of a nine-year-old? <laughs> well, six-year-old, but yeah. I mean. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> no. There's no, no Jared, jokes. Do you, have any, do you have any way on this one? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm going to stay out of your guys' little feud. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have any. You don't, you don't have any say on the Sailor Moon logic here well the fact that you're watching sailor moon question comes to question of your sexuality i mean no i watched it when i was a kid yeah, yeah, I, about to say, I watched it when i was a kid i watched powerpuff Body. girls when i was a kid too it was just fun well that explains why you're always puffy you want me to sing uh, you the sailor moon theme song of, uh, anything that's not guyish we're gonna call you out right now you know, you know, if you're a homophobe, you're not welcome here at Oddcast. We appreciate everyone. <laughs> hey, look, my father was a sailor, so technically homophobia runs in the family. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Thank wow. you today's sponsor, Army Tip Cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you to ArmyFlashcards.com for sponsoring Every, today's Army episode. Army Flashcards. I'm Anthony, sorry, I it's okay. So so hold on. Before we move forward, before oh, we God. even move forward, let me explain the logic behind that. I serve. I don't think we okay? want to. I can make fun like of pasta? the other branches. I serve okay. in the army. I can make yeah. fun of the other branches. Can you though? But yes, yes can it is. Though? Yes I can. Yes I can. can you though? Yes I can. Is that a written rule somewhere? <laughs> it is a unwritten rule between the military throughout yeah. all the branches. We yeah, can make right. fun of each other, but nobody else can. Do they hand you a guidebook when you join? By whose dick to suck? Uh, no, it's just kind of... Well, I mean, I'm not the one sucking dick. I already told you to wash your mouth out because I can still smell your breath through this mic. Jeremy just likes to throw it around to hide the fact that he... he uh, you know, he likes he likes a little bit of pull on the side. But anyway... <laughs> now while uh, now while the group handles Samantha's spread of evil... Now that while the group handles the uh, <laughs> Samantha spread of evil all throughout the Ascension facility, uh, we're going to travel over to the Pentagon for the map five. And just to inform those who haven't seen Call of Duty, who are the four characters we play in this five? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Here, Nixon, JFK, Castro, and McNamara are in a meeting for a possible alliance between the U.S. and Cuba to fight back against Samantha's evil infection that seems to be destroying the world. But, of course, an outbreak happens, and uh, if you played the game as uh, you play as one of the four, blah, 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 fight 
Undead Horde. Player two is, I just remember player two is always McNamara, and he's like the unfun one to be. Like, no offense because to McNamara. Because no one knew him. Everyone, <laughs> everyone else was way cooler. Like, everyone knew Castro, JFK, and Nixon. <laughs> you get McNamara, and all of us would be like, who the fuck is this guy? I want to be I'm Nixon. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be wrong, but I think he was Secretary of Defense. What? <laughs> I gotta fucking look. Oh, Anthony's gonna look it up because uh, I. Is that right? I was pretty sure you were right. I just. Mac. No. McNamara. He was. Yeah, the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Yeah, you were right. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, all of them happen, and an outbreak occurs because uh, who else was sent there? But Yuri, of course. Yuri's sent to make sure that no one survives so that there's no one to put any kind of cabal on uh, what Samantha's doing. Uh, but while this happens, uh, Ultimus, uh, you know, the original survivors, I'm just going to, you know, uh, they manage to free Gersh, uh, who sends them to their next destination before he travels space and time because he doesn't have a fucking body anymore. So he just doesn't give a shit. Uh, with this happening, both outbreaks at Ascension and the Pentagon are both contained and, well... You know, Yuri's immediately arrested and questioned like some kind of Scooby-Doo fucking villain. It's kind of like the Scooby-Doo live movie where they get rid of all the demons and ghosts and then it's just Scrappy-Doo and the other dude get arrested. <laughs> it's exactly what happens to poor Yuri. <laughs> Go, zombies, get all of the... What did they call? Oh, oh hi, JFK. No, I wasn't to <laughs> it. No, no. What do you mean? Zombies? I've never seen them. I haven't seen them before in my life. What is a zombie? Is what like is this kind of... undead plague you speak of? <laughs> uh, so yeah, he just he just immediately arrested. But question: away. Is it as sexually charged as uh? Oh, you fucking the Scooby Doo movie, dude. Nixon's wearing that thong. Better. <laughs> Did you want some of this big boy? And he's, you know, it's super sexual. Like, there's a lot of tension in there. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point uh, Castro gives a blowjob to somebody too. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of sexual tension uh, behind the scenes. You know? I think you downloaded the wrong story. Did I? <laughs> I'm just saying. Huh. So I shouldn't have gone to Pornhub to find it? I thought that's where everybody went. No. <laughs> Give me those butt cheeks. (laughs) Two fingers on each hand. Do do you think it ends with a headshot? We're going to hell. What about that cigar, though? (laughs) I don't know about Robert McNamara. I'll give you something better than my cigar to suck up. Well, we just made a porno, so anybody wants to buy those, uh, bite that idea, feel free to contact us. We just wrote most of your dialogue. I would love to to see him go, put that (laughs) right. A mysterious question, though. Do porns have scripts? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they do, actually. Uh... Yeah, there's actually somebody who has to write 
the dialogue for a porn before they start fucking. Step brother, yep. pl- stop playing. Can we just can we just say those are fucking weird? They really are. Why is that such a big category? What the fuck? I don't know. What? I Wait, don't what's know. What's a big category? Incest. It's fucking it's fucking your stepsister. Well, fucking your stepmom, fucking your dad, fucking your sister. Like, all that shit's super popular, and everybody keeps pointing it out, and I was like, people are going to like what they like. I mean, I don't want to say it, but fucking white people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't have a defense for that one. I I don't. (laughs) So... All right, how about... Okay, how about we just get off this weird, this is a deep hole that we're about to travel down. <laughs> you all just right, before been... we even get any deeper, let's climb the fuck out of this one and We're gonna on. all climb aboard the Oddcast bus all down weird-ass lane. <laughs> Where we get ready to be feeling uncomfortable. Present fucking I... incest within two minutes. I'm shutting oh. this down, I'm stealing your shovels, we are done with this hole, let's move the fuck on. <sighs> Now, if you thought the basis behind five being factored into the story arc is odd, it gets even fucking odder. Wink. Uh, Ultimus is... Ah. <laughs> and this is how. Uh, so, Ultimus is transported into a locked room at the Sarbi- uh, back at the Siberian facility. Hey, Anthony, do you happen to know who happens to be there filming a movie? <laughs> oh, are you talking about the classic... Uh, George A. Romero? Indeed. Call of the Dead map. Uh, that's where this Wait. picks up. Let me try to think if I can remember. Um, it's Michael Rooker, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Danny Trejo, and I don't remember the last one. I am so ashamed of you. You are <sighs> going to punch yourself when I get to... Well, I mean, you're going to punch yourself in a minute. <sighs> so yes, back here. Uh, George A. Ramirez filming a new zombie movie. March 17th, 2011, Ramirez stumbles upon Group 935's research and begins reading through it because, once again, you find, like, a Necrodomicon kind of thing and you're like, why not? His cast, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, you'll know as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, her most common thing people would know her by, Robert England. Yep. Uh, also known as Freddy Krueger. Danny Trejo, Machete, Machete, uh, and Michael Ruger, also uh, Yandu from Guardians um, of the Galaxy, or Merle from The Walking Dead. All he's also Mary Poppins. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Anthony. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're doing this. <sighs> They're all attacked by the undead when Romero is turned into a zombie and an outbreak occurs. Dude, can we just say, can I just say, um... In the most polite way I can. Um, that it's all bullshit? Fuck George A. Romero. Fuck George A. Romero in this case. Yes, in this case, because he is a fucking asshole. Yeah, you know, he's just like, oh, what's this Nazi research about zombies? I could use this for the movie, and then it, you know, unleashes an undead plague. You know what happens? Every, anybody could do it. Uh, so the cast bands together, uh, and they retrieve the Vril device that had been tucked away by Rick Tobin in the past. Uh, and they get it to Ultimus, uh, who's then shot off to their next destination. Now, I know you're probably sitting there wondering, what the fuck happened to Romero and all of them? Nobody fucking knows. They just they just <laughs> never come up again. <laughs> so, <laughs> did they survive? Did they die? They don't really tell you. Uh, the only thing that continues it is that his assistant, Sally, is teleported to Shangri-La. 
and uh, she's stuck in a time loop while she tries to go through all the 935 notes and try to figure out how she can fix things. That's all they fucking mention uh, for anything that happens in Call of the Dead. That is it. Just, you'll never see any of them again, so... <laughs> Welcome to one-offs and video games. Um, so, now we have some more fun. Ultimus arrives in Shangri-La April 25th, 1953. They're jumping all Ooh. over the place. And uh, they're able to get help from two explorers. Uh, and the explorers are also trapped in the time loop. Uh, this is where, uh, you know, you battle undead hordes. You do the Easter egg of the map Shangri-La. Uh, ultimately, the explorers help them find the focusing stone, which is something that's needed to help stop Samantha. Uh, so Rick Tobin takes that with the real device he now has. And decides that he's finally ready to go to Moon and stop Samantha once and for all. But, uh, here comes some fuckery that is so unneeded. Now, if you haven't played the map Shangri-La, or if you have, then you know exactly this, uh, you can find a weapon called the 31-79-JGB215. A shrink ray. It's a super fun gun, uh, but that's something you can get on that map. Are you ready for the fuckery? I'm always ready for fuckery and debauchery in general. <clears throat> Dempsey, for some fucked reason, fires this while the group is teleporting. So once again, they end up off course and appear in the Pentagon. Moments before Yuri arrives to release the undead in 1963. Huh. <coughs> way to go. Just straight fuckery. They find their way out, and they travel to Groom Lake, Nevada, and uh, they use a teleporter to blast off to Griffin Station. On October 13th, 2025... Ultimus arrives on Griffin Station on the moon to put an end to Samantha's reign of terror. FYI, this Easter egg takes fucking forever. It does. The fucking moon? Like, <sighs> just powering the fucking pyramid alone takes fucking forever. But even worse than that, they make you do that fucking Simon Says bullshit to, like, <laughs> even get to that point, and that's just fucking just ridiculous. Because you have to dance all over that fucking map to hit all the things in a precise order. That Easter egg's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, if you manage to do it, you feel great. Because <clears throat> you have now spent probably a good, like, four hours doing it, so when you finally do complete it, you feel like a fucking master. Dude, and f fuck the cosmonaut on that. Oh no, that guy's that guy fucking drives me insane. Cause he, like you can kill him, but he just comes right back. He takes way too much fucking ammo, and he disorients you. Fucking. And if he grabs you, he takes your fucking perk. Oh, God. So. And can, and can I uh, give you some flashbacks? Oh yeah, go ahead. Excavators. Wait, what? Excavators. <laughs> Let's, not go do, do you... <laughs> Let's not go back to that. 
So, uh, <clears throat> with that, Ultimus is able to fully power the MPD, or uh, the Agarthan Pyramid, uh, Pyramid, where Samantha is revealed uh, as the day she entered it in 1945. So she's six. Yeah, she hasn't aged a day. Yeah, she's like <laughs> six or nine, somewhere around there. Uh, so Richtofen uses a terminal... Uh, he uses a terminal near him to take that power flow to the Vril device and merge it with the focusing stone that he received in Shangri-La. Now, Richtofen encounters Maxis because jumping back to last episode, Maxi can turn into electricity, so that's how he'd been hiding on Griffin Station. <clears throat> he tries to stop Richtofen, but he cannot. So Richtofen achieves his ultimate goal. I just had to take a minute to swallow down the amount of evilness it takes from this man to fuck everybody over as bad as he does here. <clears throat> While his fellow survivor, his fellow survivors, Ricto, uh, you know, Dempsey, Nikolai, and Takio, fight off the undead hordes, Richtofen swaps his soul with Samantha to be inside the pyramid, and Samantha's soul is then swapped and trapped inside of Richtofen's body. And Richtofen gains full control, which is what he's been trying to do the entire time. Takio, Dempsey, and Nikolai... And how... <clears throat> oh, yes. How do they show that he takes total control? The zombie's eyes change color. It, by Black Ops 2, their eyes change color, like, fully. Uh, originally, their eyes are all, like, uh... Their eyes are all yellow. But then when you get into, like, Black Ops 2 territory and he's in control, they're all blue to say that Nikolai's the one controlling them. Anyway. Takio, Dempsey, and Nikolai, realizing that Rick Tobin's fucking evil and it needs to be stopped, decide and agree to help Maxi stop him. In this, the three launch missiles to Earth to sever his link with Earth and the Aether. But of course, this is completely done in haste, and no one does the correct calculations, leading to a catastrophic destruction where Earth becomes shattered. Now, this is going to be confusing, because this is where the two different timelines start to mix together. Or I should say multiple timelines start to mix together. The survivors that we meet in Black Ops 2, which are completely different characters, help Maxis complete his ultimate plan. <clears throat> and their timeline's called Victus. We'll get to that at a later date. Because there's a lot of shit that we're not going to cover here because there's just way too much shit. So this is just covering these main guys. So while Ultimus is dealing with how to, you know, Earth's blown up, Richtofen's in control, what do we do? The other survivors manage to help Maxis gain power, and he becomes corrupted by Dark Aether. What does Maxis do, you might ask? <clears throat> well, I'm glad what you What does asked. Maxis do? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, little boy. Maxis decides to go all the way to the moon, where he plucks Samantha's soul out of Richtofen's body, and then just straight leaves for Agartha, paying no fucking mind to anything else going on. <laughs> like, oh, look at this little girl in the man's body. Get that shit out All of right. there. Now quickly, Please. help me get my daughter. Thank you. 
flies to the moon. Ah, there you are. Oh, this looks fucked. Good luck! Just dips. Peace, bitch. <laughs> Wonderful father. Uh, father of the year. In that time, he is father of the year. You know, he manages to take his daughter away from all the chaos and is like, you know what, fuck this, we're gone. Uh, but this but leaves, Jared, uh... what is Project Mercury? I hate you, Anthony. <laughs> 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 much. Uh, but this leaves Rick Tobin's body in a coma state. Uh, because he has no fucking soul, because obviously Rick Tobin's in the fucking pyramid, in a little girl's body. Every pervert's dream. So, Dude, now... he's going to get his first period. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I was waiting to see which Again, one of you was going to go there. I'm taking your <laughs> shuffles. Let's get the fuck out of this hole and move the hell on. But we need to figure out how does she go through puberty, Jeremy? How will I we ever know no, if we don't no, answer that no. question? View. Viewers don't need to hear about this. Let's just, but I'm taking your shuffle. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> you can, well, it's you not can she, it's it. a he. It's, it's a like 30-year-old man. It's an it, let's move on. <laughs> uh, well, now back to our main storyline. Uh, Ultimus, now containing Takio, Nikolai, and Dempsey. And, uh, you know, the coma state, Rick Tobin body. Are teleported back to Groom Lake in 1963. Uh, where they're immediately captured by the remnants of Group 935, who sedate them and begin to experiment on them in Hangar 4. Again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they got out of the what the fuck! And then they just immediately start getting tested out again. Like, there's no escaping it. Man, that would have been a great zombies level where th- there's three people who can play and then one person's just a, a body sleeping. <laughs> uh, now, several months pass by. And once again, we have the mixing of timelines because an undead Rick Tobin appears out of the teleporter and merges himself with the coma Rick Tobin, awakening him from the coma, basically swapping souls. Now, the two timelines of the two separate versions of our characters merge together in this final act. Primus is the second timeline version of our boys. They appear in Hangar 4 and save the original survivors, or Ultimus, and explain the events to come. Uh, which is what you basically, like, this is how we're going to stop what happened, this is how we're going to fix it. Nikolai has become the leader of the Primus group, uh, because uh, really there Rick Tobin was the one that was zombified, because he he died. Um, and also, that, if I'm remembering correctly, that Nikolai doesn't drink. I believe I believe that's right. I believe that Nikolai doesn't drink, uh, but alcohol will uh, alcohol what? does terrible things to you. Yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah, no, he, yeah, no. The Nikolai of the, of the second timeline isn't a complete drunk like the first one. <laughs> he doesn't look, have to wear look. papers. Alcohol fixes outside boo boos. It must fix inside boo boos. All right, whatever. So right, you drink that isopropane. Isopropane. <laughs> So Nikolai uh, has become the leader in the Primus group. He tells the others of a great war that's coming and before they also teleport away to carry out their own plan. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the original character story arc. We'll come back to this at a later point and cover over the other, many other fucking things that they've done with this. Uh, but this is the storyline from Black Ops 1, and I believe the way this ends is like Black Ops 3 or 4, where they finally tie it back in 
to the originals, but this is World at War, Black Ops 1, and Black Ops 2, mostly. But Jared, where does uh, Mob of the Dead fit in? <laughs> that's a Black Ops 2 map. We'll get to that with the other surviving characters. Because that's a whole nother story shit. <sighs> well, that so, was yeah. fucking so a that's long all, ass fucking thing. Yeah, so that's all the stuff that, I mean, that us three grew up with uh, from World at War to Black Ops 1. That That's basically the storyline that we started with. Uh, then the very end of it, that's when they start mixing in the shit they did way later on uh, to tie it back in. Uh, but most of that, that's all the stuff that we grew up with. Uh, but that's uh, the actual story to it. You know, it's more that, you know, instead of just fighting zombies in endless waves, uh, that's the actual story behind it. Um, and we'll cover over the other shit that they've done with it at a later date. Because there's a ton more we can do with it. So, you know. So thank you for joining us on this three-parter. Yes, uh, thank you. With that, guys, I just want to have a quick discussion here. First off, <clears throat> I covered over uh, a guy on uh, the last fireside that I just wanted to cover over with you guys real quick. Uh, I want to see if you agree. Uh, I found the fireside person of the year. Ooh, who's this? Huh? A random everyday Joe who instead of filling, refilling his soda with a normal cup, he refilled it with a KFC chicken bucket. And said, fuck it. The fuck? Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, refills and whatever. So, you know, we, you know I know I do. And it's like, oh, I can refill? I'm going to refill my cup. Well, he said, fuck you. Uh, apparently, there was, like, a whole thing with, like, oh, if you want to blah, 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 you have to pay extra. So he decided, fuck it, and got his free refill with his KFC bucket that he emptied out. As a big I fuck mean... you. <laughs> I mean, technically, with unlimited free refills, I would say you can right? fill up whatever thing you want. That man's running on a genius level we've never seen. Dude, he's living the year 3020. Actually, no. There, there was a guy down here in Florida. Florida, man. Of course it was Florida. Um, yeah, of course it would be Florida. There was a promotional for one of the gas stations where they, if you bought a cup, you could refill it. And then if you got your ticket or whatever that they use for refills and all that, you could bring in another cup that was either bigger, equal size to the cup that you currently have, and refill it for free. So some guy did Ooh, that, and then he came in. He came in with a giant 150 gallon trash can and filled it up. Florida man, Florida man. It's like when people, you know, the free uh, Slurpee <laughs> day. You bring whatever container. Someone brought in a kiddie pool once. <laughs> Next time on Florida Man. I'm gonna take this hair gator. He's gonna be my new watchdog. Next That's time already happened. on Florida Man. That's already happened. Oh my god. There's a there's a biker that has a pet gator and it rides around with him on his motorcycle. Can I say that's that's a very stupid and dangerous animal to have? Like you're Those asking to die. I mean, they're fun. They're fun to wrestle. I mean, don't get me wrong, because I've done it. Once again, we want to clarify that Jeremy lives in Florida. <laughs> Those things. In case you haven't hey, been Jer able to tell. Look, Jeremy, I, feel... I have a question for you. Yes, because 
happening. How's the how's the iguana problem going on? That's in that's in southern Florida, and it's open season on iguanas. So you see an iguana, you can kill it, and you don't have to have a license. Can I use a crossbow? You can use a crossbow, a knife, a BB gun. um, BB gun. What if we we grab it by the tail and whip? (laughs) Like Mm, like like how you kill a snake? That's that's uh, considered animal (laughs) cruelty. You can't do that. It's considered. Oh no, but it's perfectly fine if I want to go out with my knife. (laughs) I can use my BB gun. That'll kill in one shot. Actually, down here we have we have high power BB guns that we can actually purchase at Walmart. So yeah, we can. Only in Florida, where they just don't give a shit about anything. I'm sorry, handle, Jeremy. Huh? You live in the Panhandle? Yep. I'm sorry, but I feel like Florida just stopped giving a shit a long time ago. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying we cut Florida. We we just take it. We take a really big knife and just straight across, and we send it towards Cuba. Problem solved. I think Florida would overrun Cuba at this point. Like I think they're crazy enough to overrun Cuba. <laughs> you mean New Florida? Are you challenging me, bro? Well, I mean, every day I see something new about Florida. It seems like it's mostly fueled on meth. Just yeah, kidding. We love you, right, Florida. Yeah. If you're listening from Florida, we love you. We're only making fun. My fellow Floridians. <laughs> Fuck you all. Floridians. Floridians. Dude, I just... It's so... Sometimes the words that people say are so dumb, like a Michigander. I was just you know about what? to say, like... <laughs> At least he's not a Michigander. <laughs> yeah, no. So you see, I'm a Michigoose because ganders are female. Uh, I'm a Nebraskan. Well, at least we summed that up. You're a Nebraskan? Yeah. No, you're a corn. Don't even start with me. All right. Don't even start with me. I can't. I just can't. Well, you don't like to be a Husker? So go check out armyflashcards.com. Uh, they sponsor today's episode. We're super uh, super thankful for that. Uh, we have a couple yes. more sponsors coming up in later episodes, so keep your ears open for things that we have going on there. Um, but yeah, thank you to all of that. And uh, you've been listening to What an Oddcast. Uh, you know, as I said, we'll bring more zombie stuff later because there's definitely more. It's just way too much to cover. It'd be like a 50-part thing. So I'm going to break it up into different chunks. So. Well, before we go ahead and close this out, I do want to remind all of our audience uh, that it is the holiday season and suicide is at its highest during this <laughs> oh, holiday season. Yeah, let's season. bring up in a series full of people just killing themselves <laughs> or getting ripped apart by zombies. Hold on, hold on, Don't hold kill on, yourself hold on. out there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it is the holidays season, and this is when suicide rates actually skyrocket. And uh, I highly recommend that if you do have anybody that you know that has served and uh, that has been overseas and has seen combat, go ahead and invite them to your family gathering um, and make sure that they're doing all right. And just let them know that you still appreciate their service and still appreciate all that they have done and sacrifice so that way you can enjoy your holiday season. Thank you for your service, Jeremy. And thank you for that wonderful, heart-filled message that no one can laugh at because it's super serious. Jared's just an asshole. We all know this, okay? (laughs)
See, he can he can laugh at it because he's depressed as well. Yeah, it's all right. We have an Thank intervention you for scheduled for him at, directly after this. So, thank you for that heartfelt <sighs> mesh, uh, moment there, Jeremy. I uh, had something caught in my nose. Um, <clears throat> so, it wouldn't happen to be your uh, pencil pencil thin dick, right? A fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <sighs> Keep it up, Jeremy. I'll beat you to death with my hammer. So, <laughs> you can catch us at, at OddCastThen on Twitter. We have the Oddcast Media at gmail.com. We have OddCat Network, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, so catch us there. Check us out. Or Patreon.com slash OddCast. Help support the show. Uh, and also check out our sponsor, uh, ArmyFlashcards.com. Help check them out. Help support the show. Uh, and check out the other podcasts we have. We have Fireside Chat with Jokey Pants every weekend, and uh, now there's going to be the new tech podcast, uh, hopefully every Wednesday, uh, depending right now. Uh, and then you can catch us every Monday and Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday morning, depending on when you listen. Uh, but thank you guys for coming in, and thank you all for listening up to this third parter. I know it was the longest thing that we've done. It was a bit of an ambitious thing for us to do. And... Uh, yeah, so anything else you guys have any recommendations? Anything like that? Um, what is the Mercury Project? God damn it. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to just come out and say this. Uh, I'm sorry, it's classified. Oh, so they are working on that. Uh, I'm sorry, mm. it's classified. Cannot confirm or deny. But then again, I don't work on that project. Hooray! So uh, I do actually have a recommendation for everyone. Um, Casey, flashcards. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna plug it again. I'll be nice. Uh, but I do actually have a recommendation. Uh, depending on, uh, you know, if you've seen it or not, uh, your pretty face is going to hell. Go check that out, cause uh, it's funny. I enjoy it. It's fun. All about demons and sucking at their job and whatnot. It's a fun show. They're not very long, so you can probably burn through it rather quickly compared to other things. But it's fun. Go check that out. Um, I'm trying to think. I, you know, I I watched something else, and now I'm totally drawing a blank on. Oh, I have a recommendation. Oh, what do you have? Internet, because wow, <laughs> it is so hard to live without it. Trust me. <laughs> I live without it, and look how well I did. Oh, well, you're wrestling with alligators. I don't know if you're the best representation. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be a skinny fuckboy. <laughs> As we see, we see Jeremy here. He has no internet, so he's now traveling through the bayou wrestling alligators for entertainment. You can get death row by a crocodile. Oh, that's about a five-footer right there. I hear you talking about that little five footer ain't gonna do shit, and once you gotta be right there, he's gotta go and find himself a goddamn twelve footer, cause a goddamn twelve footer's gonna do about much better. Start to freeze you, that's what he'll do, just there in time for a while, yep. Update, mm-hmm. Jeremy's just been released from the show. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you all have a nice day. Remember, hydrate or dehydrate. Dihydrate or hydrate, and always catch us uh, on all of our stuff and our social media. And check out armyflashcards.com, or I'll fucking kill you. Fucking kill you. Just kidding. Just kidding. Love you all. And remember, knowledge is power. No, it's not. Goodbye.